My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hello, welcome to episode 120 of Legally Clueless. Thanks for rocking with this podcast. If this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, welcome to the fam. If it's not, I really do appreciate you. Remember, you can find us on Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Podcast. If you want to tweet about the podcast, please use the hashtag Legally Clueless. Audio episodes like this go out every single Monday and we have a video series ongoing, season one that is, and on that new episodes go out on Friday. In fact, this coming Friday, the final episode of season one is going out. So if you have not caught any of our video episodes, please make sure you check out the show notes. There's a link to the Legally Clueless YouTube channel there. Okay, so I'm really excited for this episode, especially since the last two episodes have been so heavy. So I decided because this particular story played in the video series, I was like, I loved it so much that I wanted to share it with you here as well. Listen to this. And basically, this was going to be a one night stand. I had been to a couple, but this was going to be different because I didn't even know this person's voice. I didn't know how they looked. I got there 11.30 p.m. Her text comes in. I'm here. I remember knocking the door, getting inside and seeing this voluptuous, sumptuous, damsel of a human sitting in bed. The way I was introduced to sex as a guy was you, first of all, you're, you're there to show how domineering you can be. The much exposure I had to sex education was porn and, and movies. I had never known even such a thing existed. Mimi, I just knew a vagina is a hole. You enter, you do your thing, you go. <laughs> this thing about pleasure and a sujui nani nani me, me, I didn't know those things. <laughs> that story is coming up a little later in this episode. It's a story by Ricks, aka Onyango, who's actually been on this podcast a couple of, well, quite a few episodes ago. It's definitely one of my favorite stories just because of how raw and honest he is about this particular experience. And we're going to get into that a little later. But since it seems like the theme of this episode is all things sex, sexuality, sensuality, while I was re-editing his story, it just got me thinking about my own journey and I, I think where I'm at right now could loosely be defined as a sexual awakening. It is such a beautiful space. It's a beautiful space I am in, in terms of like my own relationship with my body, a beautiful space in terms of how I communicate that in a sexual experience or environment. It, it's just, I never thought when, you know, I went through rape and all of that I never thought that I would get to this point because you see my first sexual experience was rape and so sex in my head was always violent and dark and and just painful and I know my intimate relationships that came after that were either non-existent <laughs> because when I got raped I was in an actual relationship and we just hadn't been intimate before it happened and after it happened we just weren't intimate we broke up not because of that 
we broke up because he did some douchey stuff but then came another relationship which i really wish at the time i would have been okay enough to have an actual sexual relationship in it but you know it just goes back to the first encounter i had with sex being so vile that being in any remotely sexual environment was a trigger and i think also i i didn't i didn't really appreciate how much work you have to do on your mind before you can fully enjoy a sexual experience like how much work you have to do in terms of your own relationship with self first and so in that regard having to get into therapy was a blessing because I now had to actively work on myself and then in the process reconfigure my mind and my thoughts around sex and now for me sex has gone from being this dark violent traumatic thing to being I mean the first word that comes into my mind is spiritual which I understand <laughs> can be very deep especially you know if you're talking about one night stands and things like that well hey everybody's different for me it's very spiritual it's just a wonderful connection to another soul it's magical it's fluffy and full of color it's fun <laughs> it's so much fun and i just sometimes catch myself and and it it's shocking to me because I, I really didn't think i would get here i really didn't think i would celebrate myself as a sexual being and even enjoy sex i think one thing about the space i'm at is i'm understanding that i'm made up of very many women and i hope this speaks to you if you identify as a woman because i I sometimes feel like we've been socialized in a way that we can only be one thing. So if you are corporate woman in the boardroom, blah, 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 there's a way you have to be in the things that you can talk about, right? If you're this type of woman, you can't listen to this type of music or you can't be seen at these types of places. There's one way you have to be as a woman. And I've just realized that I'm made up of so many women and they're all so valid. And the space I'm at, I'm really understanding that there's nothing wrong with letting the sensual and the sexy woman in me thrive like she's pretty cool <laughs> you know and 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 it's so funny for me to even be sharing these words and I might be harping on on this and you might be wondering what the hell but it's just because of how dark a place I was in terms of sexuality sex sensuality there was literally a time I didn't find myself attractive I didn't find myself sexy and even before you have a sexual relationship with someone or a sexual experience with someone, there's so much work that goes on in your mind. Like it, it's going to be hard for you to enjoy it if you don't even find yourself attractive and you don't even find yourself sexy or you're scared of exploring your own body. But now the place that I'm at, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my goodness, I am sex on legs like <laughs> and it's 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 so glorious and it's, it's such a uh, again i don't have another it's, it's colorful it's such a colorful space it's a space where i'm learning so much more about myself i'm learning that there's no need to conform when it comes to your sexual experiences and and your sensuality and your sexuality i'm learning how deep 
sexual experiences are. And sometimes I think back to my 20s and I'm just like, oh my God, I was such a fool. <laughs> you know, like when, when, when we try and cage sexual experiences or we derive our value from our sexual experiences or we we think a sexual experience is is like that all that matters is is the climax and that's what we're we're working towards and we're not really present in the motions of things oh my goodness i think i could talk about this forever because of again i never thought i would be here and i just share all this because I know for whatever reason, maybe it's not sexual trauma you've been through. Maybe it's just we come from a society that just doesn't talk about sex. And so you're trying to piece together that side of your life right now. I'm just sharing this to, to show that it's possible to get to a point where you let the sensual and the sexual being in you thrive and you you acknowledge that there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with enjoying sexual experiences in articulating what you like and what you don't like in experimenting because that's also how you find out what you like and what you don't like right and then for women just just let all the women that make up who you are thrive there's no one way for you to be okay <laughs> enough about sex for all of two minutes because we're about to jump into rix's story <laughs> that's all about an amazing one night stand he had but i really want to share the song of the week i have so many songs of the week it was so difficult for me to pick one like even now i'm like second guessing the one of pick but it's okay we have more episodes for me to share more music with you right so this one is from, again, one of my favorite artists who's actually pregnant. I'm so excited for her. I'm talking about Mereba. I've shared her music before on this podcast, but this is off of her new EP. And the name of the song is A. It's spelled A-Y-E. I just really love this song. I feel it's like one of those chants you listen to when you sing along to every morning, especially when you have to go and interact with humans who can be exhausting. It's a nice song. Please check it out. I've put a link to it in the show notes. It's called A by Mereba. Okay, back to six. <laughs> this is a wonderful story that actually featured on the Legally Clueless video series. And I, as soon as I heard it, while we were shooting it and everything, I knew that I had to play it on the audio episodes. I was just trying to figure out when. Just because I just loved how fun it was, but also so insightful. It was interesting to understand sex from a male perspective and to understand it from a one-night stand and to know one-night stands can actually be so impactful in your life. You know what I'm saying? Ah, I can't wait for you to listen to this story so it's by ricks and i really hope you enjoy it a hundred african stories on legally clueless stories from africa so it's 2014 i am i think 26 years old thereabout and um i used to write a lot of erotic poems and i mean by those days like facebook groups were really active so um, we had this group called Kenyan Poets Lounge, where we'd post all kinds of poems almost every day. So those days, I was a little bit happy with my writing. <laughs> 
and um, I'd explore uh, with eroticism, you know, in my creativity. So one day I post a very nice poem <laughs> that um, tickled some people's fancies. And uh, there's a woman who read it and uh, DM'd me after that. She was like, hmm, your writing is very interesting. I wonder what it would be like to experience you physically. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so what I did, I just went straight to the point. Where are you on Saturday? Straight up. <laughs> and uh, we never called each other. We were texting all the time. And she actually made that specific. She said, don't call me. Let's, let's keep texting. You know, we, we texted about everything. And, and what, what she'd tell me is, and, and I, I, I used to get this a lot from older women that I reasoned like, like somebody who was really older than my age, even my texting, because a lot of people my age that time were into shorthand texting and a lot. And I mean, being a writer, I love words. So it was interesting. So we, we chatted about stuff, like everything, relationships, religion, God, work, men, <laughs> everything. And when the day approached, she told me that I should look for a place that is 45 minutes approximately, like, radius from town. So that would be what, Thika, the River, Kitengela, wherever I could play around with location. <laughs> And basically, this was going to be a one-night stand from that point. And uh, I mean, I had been to a couple, but this was going to be different because I didn't even know this person's voice. I didn't know how they looked. In fact, we described each other on text, like, this is how I looked, da 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 da, -da and she did the same, which was very interesting. We used our imagination and the flirting was top-notch. <laughs> so Saturday is here, and by then I, I used to operate a, an event called Fatuma's Voice. So we, we, you know, it was like an arts thing, and uh, people come and they do poetry and music and blah, blah, blah. So usually I, I would run the program, and uh, my MC was Nuru Bahati, and usually I would go and tell Nuru, Nuru, so-and-so is next on stage. Then I go to the artist, are you ready? Da, da, da. Um, Nuru, this time to this time, talk about this, explore that. But this day was a little different. Usually after the event, people would flock me. Hey, Ricks, give us your number. We'd like to perform next time. People are talking like, yo, the event was nice. They're there the whole night. So I remember um, I used to stay with my folks still, and we stayed in Athi River. So I thought, okay, maybe it would be nice to get a place near home. So I called my cousin, told him, hey, Vicky Nyaje. His girlfriend used to work at a hotel near home. So I called, I called Vicky Nyaje and said, I'm going Nancy. Hi, Nancy. I'm going to go to the room. food. Ni how much? Ni bukie room? Ni pikie food na come. Let me tell you, that day, it got to the end of the event like this. <laughs> I just bamboozed into the <laughs> Nobody saw me. I just told Nuru to check yane, cash. <laughs> I didn't even tell anybody where I was going. So, I mean, you know, the adrenaline rush, nini nini. So I go to town, 110 to Athi. I got there. And then uh, this chick had told me that uh, when you get there, just text me the directions. Tell me all the details. I'll, I'll call you when I get there. 
So I sort of trusted her intuition and then I also trusted how I communicate. So I knew, okay, it was her first time to be there, but she would get it. So I, I remember getting to the hotel, just making sure the room is okay, food is being prepared. I left her name at the reception so that, you know, when she comes in, it's going to be easier. And then I went home. I showered and waited. 11.30 p.m., her text comes in. I'm here. Whew. And then I call my border guy. I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> I, I start going to that direction. I get to the place and I, I don't know what to expect. Is this somebody who is coming to kill this young poet? Is it, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, this is a stranger I met on Tuesday, you know, like, what the hell? But I was also very, I would say adventurous. Man, it was a wild time of my life, man. What? It was a wild time of my life. And so, so I remember knocking the door and uh, getting, getting inside and seeing this voluptuous, sumptuous damsel of a human sitting in bed, eating fries and watching some weird thing on TV. First of all, I don't know why like hotels have really, like TVs and hotels are just weird, <laughs> just weird things. So I got in and she said hi to me. I was honestly really nervous, but I tried to play it out, you know. And, um, you know, she made me comfortable. That she was actually five years older than me, so way more mature, as in, what? Hey, Mazi. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember, like, you know, she called me to sit next to her, and then, I mean, we just started talking about stuff, and, I mean, my nerves finally settled down, and um, the night began. Now, the thing about that night that changed my life was the way i was introduced to sex as a guy was you first of all you're you're there to show how domineering you can be um you show the woman how much you know you show the woman or your partner the strength you have and n nobody had ever told me about sex before and in fact i mean the first time I had sex for me, I, I had been sexually abused. And after that, I became like hypersexual. So it was like in my brain, I thought I was experimenting, but I was actually reacting to something and I didn't know it. The much exposure I had to sex education was porn and, and movies and masturbation, which was like self-pleasure now, you know? It's like experimenting with yourself. and. In these porn magazines and in because of those days it was like those polyphonic phones and you're there, Google is like telling you page three, you're waiting, it's loading, it's loading. So like this picture is coming slowly, 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 you're waiting, you're high ish. It was the ghetto. <laughs> um but we had nothing else, so I mean and in those videos, those pictures, um men looked like they didn't really care about their partner's bodies. It was always about hump and pump, hump and pump, go, hump and pump, hump and pump, go. You, you, you really didn't learn how to even like, you know, 
of a foreplay, you didn't learn how to um, understand your partner's body, you didn't know those things. So, I mean, even in the movies, like, I mean, those days, hey, the movies these days are wild, but those days, like, I mean, you would see people are having sex, like, you know, hidden body parts and stuff like that, but it was still like the man showing strength and might and whatever. So that is the education I had. That is how I always had sex, you know? And I thought I was really good at it. <laughs> you know, you come with the knowledge you have and you think, when do you say? <laughs> so the sex began. Um, I can't remember the time. Maybe it was around 1 a.m. Because we had talked and talked and talked and talked. She was, she was beautiful. We can call her Jerry. <laughs> and um, Jerry had been hurt by her experiences with men a lot and i just remember her saying that she doesn't trust men at all and actually she used to wonder how she she wondered how kind i was because um she had given up with with us guys like you guys know <laughs> you know so i mean when she came across my poem she was really curious like where is this guy from and is this real is this writing can it be actualized you know yeah, and I think I was a better writer than I was a sex partner. <laughs> but when you're writing, that's not what you think, <laughs> you know. So, man, this was wild, man. So, when the deed began, <laughs> I went to my usual manual. I mean, you know, you work with the tools you have. And I was there in a hurry. And then she was like, hey, hold up. <laughs> you, my body is here for you the whole night like <laughs> she, she slowed me down she told me you, we don't have to be in a hurry you're here and I'm here so take your time and then she took my finger and uh, took me through a tour of her body these are new things to me extremely new and she took me through her pleasure points Okay, this and that and that and that and that. And it was the first ever time ever in my life that I touched a woman's clitoris. I had never known even such a thing existed. Mimi, I just knew a vagina is a hole. You enter, you do your thing, you go. <laughs> this thing about pleasure and a sujui nani nani me, me, I didn't know those things. Hey, so I was like, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was really new. What? That was really, really new. And she she also touched me in a way that I had never really been touched before. Because even as boys, like, we are never really taught to know, even look ourselves, like, in the mirror. Like, look at your body. Look at, look at your body. Like, you spend so many years with this thing, but you don't even know how it operates. So was off even sexually because I think we are also socialized to over depend on women for pleasure. So you don't know what it's like, like, you know, to be touched in certain places that will really give you pleasure of that sort. So women sort of have to learn their way around our bodies because we don't know how to communicate where, where this feels good and that feels good and all that. Hey, so I like my body really felt alive, like, where am I, you know? <laughs> and 
at that time my brain is just running havoc because so many things are happening at the same time i'm being taught new stuff and i actually really feel like an adult like really an adult like hey this is adult stuff you know me is the music on and yet there are very simple things very very simple things yeah and that night um i remember her asking me if i had ever fallen in love and the only story i had of me having loved somebody was when i was 17 years old and uh it was a girl whom i thought I'd go on to marry we all have those dreams and she actually left me to go get married to someone else at 19 when she was 19 and she left me to go get married to some hey, i was hella heartbroken and what i came to realize is especially for boys and men because we don't know how to navigate emotions a lot our heartbreaks stay longer really really long girls girls get heartbroken that time they feel it feel it and then talk about it cry whatever whatever they move us guys you know like <laughs> i'll get through this i'll get through this but you the thing is still inside you you don't know so i mean i was 26 this thing happened to me when i was 17 but i was still thinking about it like that like I kept looking for this girl in other women, you know, cuz I was still stuck in there and I didn't know. So, I told her, yeah, this happened to me when I was 17 and um I don't think I've ever found love again. And she told me that yeah, you were a child. Have you ever fallen in love with an adult? Hey, you know cuz <laughs> First of all, I was just in new territory from the beginning. So I was like, hmm, falling in love with a what is that like? You know. Um so that night really like it changed my life like I started seeing sex very differently. Zile mapupa nilikuwa nazo when I was younger now they ended or faded off. And now I I wanted to understand my partners more to to be more present. Now sex wasn't really just about me and humping and pumping and going. It was now about the story, you know. Um how are you today? Um what is what is what has it been like to be in your body the last one week? You know, what's going on in your mind? Yeah. Where do you like being touched? I never used to ask those kind of questions. Um and I would also tell them this is where I like being touched this is what I feel when I'm touched here um and this is why also and I started being more mindful about pleasure and understanding that there is way much more to sex than what I see on TV what I see um in porn and you know the funny thing about porn as well is so it's very adrenaline driven yeah like that dopamine we are looking for <laughs> and usually like i wrote some time back on my socials that it's funny how we are so detached with our bodies in the sense that like when we you're watching porn and then immediately after you release you shut it off as if you are hiding as if it's something shameful now like ah this thing has become dirty all of a sudden now <laughs> you you want to do away with it you know you don't even wait to see if these guys also had pleasure mbaka mwisho like what <laughs> Oh Jamalizana now uh till next time <laughs> you know there's just some detachment that is there and you know because there's a wholesomeness that that sex has 
even if it's a quick like this, this is just a humane nature to it that um that we miss a lot of times because we don't understand each other we don't understand our bodies we don't communicate and sex is presented to us as this gruesome thing that we do to just jack off one another and that's it so what happened is first of all you know now we woke up on sunday man we were so tired and because these hotels now you have to leave at 10 a.m and you're like why it's a sunday and you are saying you know so we had to go to kitengela and um i was hella sleepy and then and then we we had brunch and and <laughs> she had energy for more so she was like you know if she had time we would go at it again and i i just wanted to sleep you know <laughs> what because, man, that night was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. And um, after that, actually, I think we talked through the day and then she just faded off. She just disappeared. Yeah. In fact, because I, I, I wrote about this story in 2016, I, I used to wonder, like, where she ever went to. Um, I couldn't find her on her socials, even when I was trying to look for her name with other accounts like I, I i just don't know where she went and it was interesting because to me now later it felt like oh maybe maybe you just needed to meet this person for this particular lesson and, and that was all yeah and from then on things have really changed and and morphed as well um and i have come to realize how the interrelation between presence of body and presence of mind and presence of spirit can really revolutionize your life yeah um so i i think through the quality of my sex the same way i think through the quality of what i feed my mind with the same way i think of the quality of the food i take the quality of the energy around me people around me the work i'm doing and everything because all of those things are connected and seeing that in the world i live in it's almost like your sexual life is different from who you are it has to be different this thing you do in hiding and then who you are during the day is somebody else or different why you know i'm just, i want to be me everywhere you know i want you to meet this ricks in bed and meet this ricks with the same sex appeal in a studio and the same ricks in the street like this is just me you know why do i have to compartmentalize myself to fit different places i mean we are all uh, complex human beings in different ways um so what i really appreciated about that night and about the lady is she taught me how to slow down yeah and to be more present in the moment to enjoy something to enjoy my partner's body to enjoy my body as well um and not just have sex as if it was some ball i was kicking <laughs> you know have sex as if it's actually tea that i'm enjoying catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless I hope you enjoyed that story by Ricks. I really did. It is also on our video series, so you can head over there. That is to our Legally Clueless YouTube channel in case you haven't watched this particular episode. Ah, uh, first, Ricks is really one of my favorite people. He just has such a way with words. And he's so honest about his experiences and so insightful and just so dedicated to pushing for healing for African men. He also works so hard to just 
ensure women are safe. He really does a lot of activism around ending rape and ending sexual violence really so he's he's an awesome person and this this story i remember when we were recording it he started off by telling me you will not expect the story i'm about to tell you and that it was one that he's told only once before so i was so intrigued and definitely not disappointed at all when you know, he told the story. I thought it was so insightful when he talked about how men are over-dependent on women for pleasure. That was very interesting. I also liked that he talked about hypersexuality. That came up a couple of times in my therapy sessions, just because especially when you've come from sexual trauma, there is a chance that you be- you can become hypersexual and Initially, you think that you're healing and and you're having positive sexual experiences, but that can quickly morph into hypersexuality. So it's just something to be aware about. And I just liked how he talked about being intentional about your pleasure. I have put in the show notes links to Rick's online platforms. He's amazing. Go and follow him. All right. Remember, if you want to share your story on this podcast... In the show notes, there's a link to a Google form. All you have to do is fill it out. In July, I'm getting into our story recording season. So this week and next week, going to be scheduling virtual story recording. So now is the best time to actually go and fill out the Google form in case you have a story that you really want to share on this podcast. I also do appreciate getting all your wonderful audio notes on the Legally Clueless hotline. Hey Adele, I hope you're doing good. I've been watching the video series, the one featuring Sanita, and it has really triggered a lot of questions because it's about this thing with being dark-skinned and beauty and being African, and if it's the same questions we normally tend to ask ourselves. And then it has also brought this issue of when are you good enough? Like when do you accept yourself enough to feel good enough? And why do you sometimes walk through life thinking maybe you're not good enough? And then there's this thing of African products not being good enough, like how we would pay more for things from the outside from abroad that are cheap like that would cause more harm or that are not really favorable for the type of skin we have but we would pay less we would want to play pay less for people who are africans so yeah thank you so much for that and for watching our legally clueless video series that particular episode by sinita is just mind-blowing sinita is such a powerful woman I get so inspired by her drive to push for all things African, to be proud about the dark skin that you're in. She really is so vocal on colorism and does the work in like educating people and and showing you certain things that we've normalized that are not normal. So yeah, if you've not watched that episode, make sure you go and watch it. It is fantastic. Actually, all the episodes on the Legally Clueless video series We are just about to wrap season one of the video series. The final episode goes out this coming Friday, which is the 2nd of July. And then stay tuned because on the 5th of July, we have a super massive, huge, exciting announcement to make about Legally Clueless. I'm trying to hold my tongue so that I don't... (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't give it away, but ah, it's something that I've always wanted to do around the podcast. So 5th of July, a huge announcement will be coming both on the audio episode and on our Legally Clueless YouTube channel. So make sure you go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, turn on notifications because it's an announcement that you do not want to miss out on. And finally, this podcast plays on Trace Radio here in Kenya. So head over to traceradio.co.ke for a list of frequencies that you can catch the radio station on when in Kenya. You can catch Legally Clueless there every Monday and Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Kenyan time and every Friday at 12 noon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode to the very end. As you can tell, um, definitely in a much better space <laughs> than when I recorded episode 118. And I am, as usual, sending you so much grace and so much peace and so much gratitude for you being part of this tribe. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.